Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey there, welcome to the She Heals the World talk show today. So today I am very excited to welcome love coach and relationship therapist Jordan Green to the show. Valentine's Day is coming up everybody. In fact, it's right around the corner. And if you are in a relationship, I'm quite sure you want to know what your partner's love language is. So Jordan is here today to give us an introduction to what love languages are and how to find the love language of the people you love. Now, if you're not in a relationship, do not worry. This episode is not just for couples. It's for anyone who has friendships or engages with colleagues because guess what? It's super important to know the love language of everyone that you interact with because it will make your relationships with them stronger. So I am so excited that Jordan is joining us today. She's going to share her business journey and give us some tips on love. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah. Could you tell our audience how you got started with this work? Yeah, so actually both my mom and stepmom are therapists, so I had a lot of really good examples growing up, and my mom always encouraged helping others, and we did a lot of volunteering growing up um, just with my whole family. So after graduate school, I decided to get my master's in social work, and I did internships and inpatient mental health crisis centers and schools and various outpatient mental health programs to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. And so after I finished my schooling, I worked at a counseling agency seeing individuals and couples and families at the office and in their homes and in the community. And um, we had to log about 4,000 client hours before I could take my licensure test to become fully licensed. So it's quite a journey to become a therapist. And then a little bit over a, a little over a year ago, I realized that I could reach and help so many more people through social media. So I started the Love Therapist Instagram account and then my membership community, the Love Group, and here we are. Wow, how amazing and beautiful. And did you always think that you were going to be doing this when you were really young? <laughs> Um, I think I probably knew it on a subconscious level, but I don't think I consciously knew it. Like like most people, I thought I was going to be a lot of different things when I was younger. At one point, I wanted to be a mailman. I thought it would just be so cool to just walk around and listen to podcasts all day and <laughs> deliver mail. <laughs> I wanted to be a travel agent and travel the world. And I think the biggest and most serious thing I thought I was going to be growing up um, for many years was a jockey. And <laughs> Um, because I always loved horse, horses and I rode horses in elementary school. My mom would always take me to the horse races every summer. And I even did a school project and interviewed a jockey. Um, but then something else that comes to mind was that in elementary school, I took a career test and it told me I would be a therapist. And I really liked that idea. And I think that kind of stuck with me. I had actually forgotten about it, but I remembered that recently. And I think um, that was kind of with me in my subconscious all these years, perhaps. That is amazing. You know, one thing that I noticed for folks who are in the therapy space is a lot of times what I see, at least from my seat, 
um, as a business coaches, I'll see a lot of folks coming out of university and coming out of programs feeling so confident in their skills and ability to really support their clients, but they struggle a lot with getting their business off the ground and really marketing themselves as a therapist. Um, and so I'm wondering, what hurdles did you overcome in the building process as you, you know, decided that, you know what, I, I'm going to make a living, I need to make a living off of this, but this is also, you know, labor of love. This is also something that I'm doing from my heart. So what did you struggle with? Yeah, I think especially um, one of the biggest struggles for me after working in an outpatient counseling agency for many years, um, it was just very comfortable. I loved what I was doing. I loved my clients. But as I was growing my Instagram um, and that was expanding and there was more that was expected from me and people were wanting more from me in that space, I'm figuring out how to transition from that consistent job with consistent income to starting my own business and how to learn how to grow that. And specifically when starting my Instagram, there were a lot of people in my life who doubted what I was doing. They were asking, why are you putting so much energy into Instagram when you're not making any money doing it? Do you know how hard it is to grow a big account? And also working full time while I was doing it, took, it took a lot of time and energy to create all of the content and I was spread pretty thin working full time as well. And I did get burnt out at one point and had to take a step back and I cut my posting frequency in half to just reassess mm. everything. And, I, and I'm still figuring it out how to find that balance between clients and starting a new business and um, and I get, you know, another kind of something that I've struggled with is just getting a lot of offers from some really big name companies from for sponsorships or advertisements, but that just really hasn't felt authentic for me, but I was still mm. struggling to figure out I'm putting so much time into Instagram and am I going to allow myself to receive back and how do I get compensated for this for my time? And so it's taken me a while to figure that out and figure out how, you know, how do I um, do marketing in a way that really feels authentic to me? And that's something that I'm still navigating and figuring out. And um, I, I think I um, underestimated how much work it is <laughs> to be an entrepreneur. Mm. And mm. it takes to start your own business and to just step outside of that, um, that, you know, eight to five really consistent job that I had and, and to branch out on my own. Um, there have yeah. just been some very unique challenges that have come up with that. Mm. What are you proud of? What are you most proud of? What's been your greatest win so far? Ooh, that's a good question. I think um, I'm most proud of creating the love group, um, just creating it and putting it out into the world. I've been putting everything that I know into the courses in the love group. The love group is my private membership program. And so it just feels like a culmination of all of my education and experience. And I've loved collaborating with other therapists and teachers to host workshops and the, and be able to provide um, more support through the support groups and really foster a community culture of support and encouragement is so incredible. And that's just been really rewarding um, to be a part of people's growth and healing in that way has been really rewarding for me. Well, I would love to dig a little bit deeper into this whole work that you do around love. Yeah, of course. So the five love languages is a concept from Gary Chapman, and he wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. That's a great book and has um, goes more into depth on each love language and what the love languages are. 
Um, but I found that most conflict and disconnection in relationships at its core is about one or both people not feeling seen and not feeling heard and loved. And what Gary Chapman found is that everyone experiences love differently, but we tend to give or communicate love primarily in the way that we like to receive it. And so there are five love languages, quality time, gifts, physical touch, words of affirmation, and acts of service. And because we tend to give love in the way that we like to receive it, it's one of the reasons why people often don't feel loved in relationships is because their partner is showing them love in the way they want to receive it, not in the way that you really want to receive it. And so there's just that disconnect there. And so learning someone's love language can help us to know how to show the other person love in a way that they can best feel it and in a way that makes them feel the most love. And, and it's really important, honestly, to express love um, using all five of the love languages. But if you can identify someone's top one or two, you can focus on those a little bit extra and um, to help them really feel feel most loved in a way that, that feels really good for them. And so... Can you tell us those five languages one more time, Jordan, before you move on? Because I really want people to write these down. You know, V-Day is coming up and (laughs) you want to make sure that you are showing love to your partner and to the people around you if you are single in a way that they want to feel loved. So what are those one more time? Yes. So we have the all. So I'll go a little bit more into depth in each one. Um, The first is quality time. So if someone's primary love language is quality time, it's extra important to give them your undivided attention. And that means carving out time to spend with them, giving them your full attention when you're with them, putting your phone down, having frequent, really good quality conversations, planning activities together, and really learning how to listen and communicate will be important. So um, like I said, making sure your phone is to the side when you're with them, doing fun things together, making eye contact, really listening to them. You can do fun activities like playing games or book an online class together right now since a lot of stuff is online or um, reading a book together. But just taking that time every day to really connect without any distractions and disturbances. Um, and so that's quality time. Another love language is gifts. And for some people, gifts are a visual symbol of love. So a gift means for these people that someone was thinking of you and was willing to invest in you. So if gifts is your primary love languages, gifts may hold a really special emotional value. And often when we think of gifts, we think of spending money. But, um, you know, you can gift an experience. You can, you know, pick some fresh flowers or um, pick up a piece of nature on a walk that may have a special meaning. Um, and so there are lots of little ways to give gifts or even just, um, planning to give a little bit extra on special holidays like birthdays or anniversaries instead of one day of giving, turn it into seven. Um, and so, and also really making sure to express gratitude and appreciation when they, when that other person gives you gifts, if that's their primary love language. And then I think that's mine. I think I, I think I, I don't know if every woman's love language is gifts, but I'll just say that that's my favorite one. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, is it could it be possible that you can have multiple love languages? Like I'm cutting you up before we even got to all of them. But Yes, it, yeah, that is possible to have multiple. And I found that a lot of people will have a top two, maybe. And some people even have a top three and they have a hard time you know, figuring out if there's one that's more important than the others. And that's totally fine. So yeah, we can have multiple primary love languages. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So then the third is physical touch. And um, 
and that's, you know, we all kind of know what physical touch is. It can just mean giving hugs or sitting close or, um, you know, giving them a pat on the back or just random little touches. And fourth is words of affirmation. And if this is someone's love language, they really appreciate compliments and courage and verbal affirmations and things like complaints or criticism will probably cut extra deep and have a bigger negative impact on someone who has words of affirmation high on their love language list. And then the fifth one is acts of service. So these people feel loved when you do something for them with a positive attitude. So this one like requires a little bit more forethought and time and energy. Um, but when you do nice things for them without asking, it means a lot more without them having to ask you to do it. And the easiest way to give through acts of service is it usually involves housework, but there are lots of other ways you can give through acts of service as well, like running errands for them or fixing something that's broken or um, taking the car to get it washed or um, just expressing verbal appreciation for things that they do for you, um, the ways that they give you love through acts of service. And so... Um, once you figure out what your love language is, you can share it to like with the people close to you, the people around you, so that they can know how to best show you love. And then you can also figure out what their love language is to know how to best show them love. And if you're having a hard time figuring out what someone's love language is, I always recommend looking out for what they complain about, what they're requesting of others, or what they're saying thank you for most often, and that can give you a little bit of a clue. But this isn't just for romantic relationships. It's also, you know, it's helped me personally in my relationship with my parents. I know a lot of people apply love languages to their relationships with their kids, um, and even younger kids. It can help to figure out what their love language is, and that can really help your relationship. But you can also just simply ask someone, like, how can I help you to feel more loved? And their answer may give you some insight into what their love language is. Very cool. What's yours, Jordan? I have to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because I always thought mine was quality time for many years, but lately I realized that I think one of my top ones is acts of service. Mm, very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I think I'm a tie between the gifts and the physical touch. I'm a huggy person. And as soon as I meet someone, I like automatically hug them. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that can feel strange to some people. But to me, I'm like, we're friends, right? So give me a hug. So. I love that. I love that. Has that been extra hard for you during the like with all the social distancing right now? It has been, you know, and it's a toss up because oddly enough, I am somewhat of an introvert, but I still am, you know, a hugger. So to, on some aspects, I'm like happy to have the time. I've been kind of happy to just kind of be able to be in my home and be with myself and all of that. But now it's going a little bit overboard. And so I am feeling a little bit more uh, disconnected, like everybody is, you know, from the world. And I can't wait. I am counting down until I can just see my friends and just give them all lots of hugs and love. So totally been it's been a challenge. Yeah, I'm sure many people can relate right now. I can relate. So I know many, many people probably can relate. But I can tell you this, even though, you know, I am a hugger, I still am looking forward to some great gifts for V-Day from my head. So. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Well, this has been so amazing, Jordan. Um, I love these love languages and I, I love this conversation. Quality time, gifts, 
physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, you know, like we said, as Valentine's Day is coming up, or even if it wasn't a holiday coming up, it's still a great opportunity to get to know the people around you, really start to study them and understand what their love language is and show them love in the way that they best receive love. This work is just so important, not just for people who are partners, but people who are friends. And like you said, even folks you network with, people in business, if you know their love language, you can show up and shine for them and with them so that you can create connections for the future. So as you are looking back at your business, Jordan, if you could give your 10-year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh, I love that question. I would probably tell 10-year younger Jordan to slow down and enjoy the moment. Just enjoy the little moments. I'm a very self-driven person and I have a really strong inner drive, which leads me to work really hard. And um, that's been really amazing in a lot of ways. It's brought me you know, to where I am today, but it was also, also often at the expense of a work-life balance. So I would tell 10-year younger Jordan to slow down and enjoy the journey more. And um, also to watch out for those student loans. And <laughs> 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 more scholarships. <laughs> Being totally Building student loans are a killer. I hear you. <laughs> I think Stop. often we don't think about it when we're in the moment, but then we look back later and we're like, oh, I wish someone had had a nice talk with me about that to really think about it before. <laughs> You're in business. Don't worry. They will They will go away. <laughs> Jordan, how can our audience find and support you? So they can find me on Instagram at the.love.therapist. You can find the love group has its own Instagram page as well as the.love.group. Um, my website is jordanandrea.com and that's where you can go to sign up for my monthly love letter um, email. You can sign up for the love group there. You can also see I created some planners for 2021. And so you can also find the planners there and um, any other of my offerings, whether it's the coaching or therapy, you can all find find all of that on my website. Beautiful, Jordan. Thank you so much for sharing your brilliance with us today and for coming on the show. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. I'm excited to come back at some point. Totally excited, and I'm excited for quarantine to be over. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S. To learn more about how to live your life by design, grab a freebie at sheheelstheworld.com forward slash freebie.